out in the streets, selling drugs, robbing, dealing with multiple women at one time. When I was a kid, my auntie, we used to always want to go to my auntie's house to play with my cousins. But one of the requirements to go to her house was we had to go to church. Hmm. So on Sundays, we go to church, you know, and that's all, all I knew was the name of Jesus. But I never knew nothing about Jesus. And I know when I was a kid, my mom, she never really took us to church. But every night she'd get us on our knees and we would pray Psalm 23 and Matthew chapter 6, the Our Father prayer. But she like she never took us to church, but she sowed that seed in us. You know what I'm saying? Small town in Florida, in South Florida called Bell Glade. And um, when I was in my mama's womb, my daddy went to prison for murder, you know? So it's like I'm coming into a world of all type of unnecessary stuff that is just not life. You know what I'm saying? So when I was born, we living in uh, uh like a one-room shack type stuff. And me... My mama, my grandma, my grandma, husband, my brother, we all living in like a, as soon as you come in, you can see the back door. You know what I'm saying? One bathroom. When you come in, you can see the kitchen. So we all, and then when I come outside, next door, a aban uh, abandoned building full of drug addicts. So it's like we walking past these drug addicts every day. So it's like we normalize this. But it's like my mom, she never allowed us to normalize that. She would always take us to the outside city to see things so we could have a, Great expectation in life, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, growing up fatherless, no father. You know, my dad was in prison. When I was small, they were telling me he was in school. Basically being lied to as a kid. Just growing up, just getting into all type of stuff that I'm not supposed to be in. But it was normal to me. I I thought it was normal because this is what everybody around me was doing. But, you know, that was kind of like life for me. So... What did that do to you, uh, Antonio? As when this was happening, yeah, was it a uh, uh, like special to you, or was it just like, oh, this is just what we have to do to play to with each other? But in that time, what was that like for you to be able to, you know, go through the Bible or pray or have Man, these moments? It was like a routine, but I I didn't know how serious it was. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All I knew was my mama was embedding God in us, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how serious it was until I got up in age to go through life on my own and then the seed started to i started to see the fruits of the seed that she planted in us as kids mm. and when we moved to that side of town my mom had a friend and my little sister she had a phone that broke like her phone broke so my mama friend had a daughter so my mom friend was telling my, my sister was telling my mama friend daughter that she broke her phone so she gave my little sister the phone so when she gave my little sister the phone, her phone broke. So all of a sudden, she wanted the phone back after after my mom turned the phone on. So they called, and they were like, they want the phone back. My mom was like, I just paid to get this phone turned on. So they came to our house. My mom and the lady got in an argument. She told my mom. She looked at my mom and said, you're going to lose. She said, I'm going to the root lady, the witch. You're going to lose your kids, your house, and your car. It's so crazy because in my room, one day it was raining outside real bad in my roof it just started raining in my roof like raining inside the house so 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 much stuff started happening we had to end up moving out of the house my mama truck one day we went outside my mama trying to crank up a truck it wouldn't crank up hmm. and then we had to move out of the house and all my mama kids separated from her now she told her you're gonna lose your kids your house and your car hmm. all that stuff basically happened so I had to move to the other side of town where my home was. 
and my mom had to go live with her friend, and my little sisters had to go live with their dad. I'm living at my homeboy's. One of them was a murderer. The other one's just robbery. We just all in this house, just just different spirits just roaming in the house. You know what I'm saying? Freely. Bringing all type of women in there, selling drugs. But I'm living in this. And I remember I was just in the street life, and I just used to cry at night. Like, I hate living the street life because I always knew it was something more for me. You know what I'm saying? So I end up robbing somebody, right, with no mask. And... And how old were you at this time, Antonio? I was 19. Wow. I was 19. So I end up robbing somebody, right, with no mask. Ten months later, somebody came and robbed me with no mask. I made up in my mind that I was going to kill all three of these dudes. The first time I set my mind to go kill these dudes, I used to hear people talk about the voice of God. I heard a loud voice. If you do it, you're going to die go to prison for the rest of your life. Second time, I made up in my mind to go kill them. If you do it, you're going to die or go to prison for the rest of your life. We ride, we, we leaving out of the gas station. Two of the dudes that robbed me walk out of the gas station. I see them walking out. And my, we, we, my brother driving. I told my brother, I said, hold on, hold on. These two, this two of the dudes that robbed me. He was like, what's up? What you want to do? I reach under the seat to grab the gun. I got the gun halfway up. And I heard that voice. If you do it, you're going to die or go to prison for the rest of your life. It was even louder this time. I do it on my own. I told you, this brother, he's in the army. So he got legal guns. He ride with a gun under every seat. One day he came back to our house. He was chilling because they like family friends also. So they came to our house. They chilling with my mom. My mom cooked. We all chilling. So me and my brother go to the store in his truck. It's a gun under every seat. Now, that's the third time we ride. We, we leaving out of the gas station. Two of the dudes that robbed me walk out of the gas station. I see him walking out. And my, we, we, my brother driving. He leaving out. I told my brother. I say, hold on, hold on. These two, this two of the dudes that robbed me. He was like, what's up? What you want to do? Man, I reached under the seat to grab the gun. I got the gun halfway up, and I heard that voice. If you do it, you're going to die. Go to prison for the rest of your life. It was even louder this time. And it just so happened to pull. So let me tell y'all how real this man is, right? So a while back, right, I kind of was falling off from God a little bit, right? So one day I went to sleep. So when I went to sleep, I realized that I was standing in a circle with my friends in them, and it felt so real that I didn't know I was asleep. So as we're standing there, we're smoking weed, we drinking, right? We smoking and drinking, and I feel this feeling telling me to put it down. I don't listen to this feeling, right? So something inside of me tells me to look up to the sky. When I look up to the right side of the sky, I see one star in the sky. But I noticed that it was the only star in the sky, right? It's the only star in the sky on the right side. So once I see it, I really don't pay it no mind. I go back to smoking and drinking, right? My friends, we all in the circle, they laughing, smoking and drinking. Something tells me a second time to put it down. And I don't listen, right? So something tells me to look up to the right side of the sky again. I look up to the right side of the sky again, right? But this time I notice that the star is getting closer. So I look back at my friends and I'm wondering, should I say something or should I not? Like, I'm trying to figure out if I'm too high or drunk first before I speak on it. Because I didn't want to get joked off of, right? So I go back to smoking and drinking again, right? So this third time, something tells me to put it down, and I don't listen. So something tells me to look to the right side of the sky again. When I look to the right side of the sky, right, let me tell y'all, there was a man in the sky. I don't care how crazy it sounds. There was a man with his arms out, and he was holding his arms out, and there was a light shining around this man's body, right? And it was like his body, like the way his hands were out and his legs were separated, it looked like a star. It looked like the shape of a star. I put this on my life right now. So before I could do anything, I was trying to ask for forgiveness because I could see these blue orbs shooting up to the sky, right? But it was a weird mixture in the sky, like colors we've never seen before. So I'm like trying to ask for forgiveness of my sins, right? 
but I noticed that nothing was happening. Like I knew it was too late. Like I knew it was too late. I should have listened to that feeling when it was telling me to put that weed in in, in that drink. Then you were within a couple seconds, the sky shut back black. Right, but this time it was a different type of darkness over the earth. It was as if there was a, a entity inside the darkness. And I knew I wasn't tripping because when I looked back at my circle, everybody had took off. Like everybody had ran in their own direction. Because you had some people that didn't know what happened. You had some people that probably thought it was an alien invasion. And then you had fake Christians like myself who knew the word but didn't abide by it. So we got left. Jesus Christ is real. I will stand on that 100%. I don't care who look at me crazy because I know what I've seen. Stop playing with that man and get right because it ain't no halfway for real. And even me, like myself, we all mess up, but it's no excuse. Like you got to try to be the best you can be while you're here. Because once you miss it, it ain't over, but you're going to have to go through so much to to make up for it. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't worth it. So I want to come on here and talk about what I mean when I say I gave up everything to follow Jesus. Reasons why I gave up certain things to follow Jesus. Like an example, I gave up, you know, sex before marriage. I gave up secular music. I gave up smoking, drinking. I gave up partying, clubbing. And I was getting some people telling me, you know, you don't have to give up everything to follow Jesus. He still loves you. That is true. He still loves me. But let me just explain to y'all why. When I got on this journey, I stopped listening to secular music. I only listened to Christian rap you know, Christian um, songs, gospel, anything that glorified God, I listened to. People tell me like, you know, some secular music isn't bad. It came a point in time where I started to listen to Christian music while I was doing my client's hair. And um, I would only play Christian music. Um, but recently I told myself, well, maybe it's not that, of course, maybe it's not that bad. You know, I'll play some secular music here and there. You know, I just have a mix of both because I know like some of my clients like to listen to, you know, Drake, Bryson Tiller, Chris Brown, whatever. When you get really close with God and have a relationship with him, these things are very sensitive to your spirit. And actually, they've been sensitive to your spirit. It's just once you get a relationship with him, you can recognize it and catch it. But I was listening to secular music and as soon as I did that, um, those thoughts came back. Those negative thoughts came back. Those temptations came back. You know, I thought about smoking weed again. I thought about texting that ex again. All of these thoughts that weren't godly started to come to my mind. And it started to affect me mentally. Like I started to get sad. I started to feel like depressed almost secular music can really affect how you feel i'll put thoughts in your head and really have you make decisions that are ungodly but people don't look at it that way it's also like the same way with smoking i've been told it's not a sin to smoke and yes it's not a sin to smoke but it can open doors to sinning a few months back when i started my first journey and I was like, okay, well, smoking's not a sin. I think I can smoke here and there and I'll be fine. I did it and I did it again. I did it again and I did it again. To the point where I was idolizing it over God. I went to weed instead of going to God for my feelings, you know? Every time I felt something, oh, let me go smoke, you know? Because those feelings are going to go away, go away when I smoke. But I have to realize that's temporary, but God is forever.
So I wrote in my notes and it says, whatever you repeat, we create an appetite for. So whatever you're feeding your flesh, like smoking, listening to secular music, your flesh is going to want that more and more. Your flesh is never satisfied. So we have to feed our flesh with godly things so our flesh can desire God godly things. So we really have to be careful of the things that we do. Once I gave my life up and I just let go of everything and I started to read my Bible and get in my in my word and I started to feed my flesh, my soul, my spirit, the word of God, you know, I want more and more. I desired to do more and more. I was hungry for more and more. And people like to say, you know, God still loves you. Of course, God loves everyone. God loves the bad people. God loves the good people. He loves everybody. His love is unconditional. But that doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want because God loves us. So to back up what I'm saying, I have my Bible here. 1 John, sorry, chapter 2. 15 and 17 says do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world love for the father is not in them the world and its desires pass away but whoever does the will of god lives forever so it tells us in the bible to not live for this world eating to the worldly desires like smoking suckler music because it pulls you away from your relationship with, with God if you're trying to get closer with God and you feel like you can't or it, you feel like you feel like you're stagnant maybe you're doing something that is pulling you away from that but it also says but whoever does the will of God lives forever like I said, a lot of people like to say, you know, you don't have to give up everything. But it says in the Bible, if you do the will of God, you will live forever. Some examples I wrote down that are the will of God. To abstain from sexual immorality, to give thanks in everything, to do good even when you might suffer for it. Those are some examples of the will of God. And the list just goes on and on and on. Y'all can definitely do y'all research on more of that. Listen to circular music, going to party and drinking here and there. It definitely matters. Our generation loves to think that those things are okay. A lot of people love to argue with me about God's word. You can't argue with me about what God said. A lot of you guys are lukewarm Christians who say that, you know, they believe in God and, you know, but still do what they do. We can't live for this world and live for God at the same time. A lot of people just have this confusion. A lot of people are confusing other people. And a lot of people are doing basically what Adam and Eve did in the beginning. The serpent got in their head, basically persuaded them, make them think they can determine what's good and what's bad. That's exactly what he did. They He got in their head to think that they can be God. And a lot of people do that today. A lot of people determine what's good and what's bad. And a lot of people think that they're God. They're walking around here like it's God. But in reality, it's disrespectful. You can't be God. You can't make your own decisions. You can't do the things that you want to do. and But still say you're a child of God. A lot of people determine what's good and what's bad, and it confuses people. You know, people telling me, 
oh, well, you can still do, do this and do that. You're trying to confuse me. No, you can't confuse me. I read my word daily, so I know what God, God's will is. And it's not to serve this world. So I used to be a Buddhist for 20 years. For 20 years, I did it all. Those meditations, those chants, those going to the temples and bowing down to statues. Those things do not help you. I was praying to those statues, but they have eyes that cannot see and ears that cannot hear you. But when I turned to Jesus, after calling on every single Greek God, Norse God, whatever, Hindu God, whatever, nobody came. And nobody came when I needed a God the most, okay? Because I knew no one can heal my broken heart. No one can heal me or take away my sins. No drug could do that. No alcohol can do that. Nothing in the world can do that. And then when I called on Jesus, he came into my room that day. That night, he came into my room. And he saved me from my sins. He took away my burdens. He washed me clean. And I feel alive. So today I gave up my tarot cards. One day I woke up, I was surrounded by demons. Can you start off by introducing yourself? Oh, my name is Demira. And how old are you? <laughs> I'm 20. Is it like your sister? Skyla's my sister, yes. My sister got saved on Christmas Eve. Y'all saw the video, right? Tonight she got the rest of all her witchcraft items and she brought it to the church to expose it. We gonna, we gonna stop on it. She was delivered from kind of like the same thing yes subconsciously like we've always been trying to like search for the truth i just like recently realized that like these tarot decks like even if like the art is pretty like you really don't know like the intention behind like the artists i've recently like learned about what altars like actually like represent every time i get visions of demons they're always messing with my altars like in my room one of them was my tarot decks one day i woke up i was surrounded by demons and they were speaking latin to me because I started speaking Latin and I Google translated it and it said demon devil burn the house I immediately like believed in Jesus because I was like if these demons are real and having contact with me like Jesus